to always get the latest Game Tea, do not forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. everybody and welcome to another episode of the game tea podcast my name is jp i'm peaches i'm zach and i'm czar all right and we are sorry let me all right so today we are doing a little bit about talking about god i cannot get it today Today, we are talking a little bit more about the Game Awards that just came and passed this last week. And to help us in doing that is our good friend Travis from Rainbow Road. Travis, how you doing? Uh, I'm a little upset because I was told that it was an award show. I am in a full-length ball gown, and there is no one here to appreciate it. Uh, I don't know why I got all gussied up. It's just, it was a waste. It was a waste. Yeah, what's up with that? Why would you get gussied up for an audio podcast? Because it's about an award show. And also, it's about yeah. going the extra mile, JP, something you would never understand. Yeah! <laughs> Ouch! I'm extra. <laughs> rabble, rabble, rabble. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> this, I was just glad I put on pants. <laughs> See? Zach's, ener- Zach's energy is what I'm looking for right now, all right? <laughs> like, Some just... of us apparently woke up and chose violence today. <laughs> <laughs> apparently all of us did. All right, so... We've got a little bit of a different way we're going to be addressing the Game Awards than we did last year. Last year, we literally went award by award and discussed a little bit more of what we thought went well, what we thought, what surprised us, things like that. Today, what we are going to be doing is, one, discussing what we were doing while watching the Game Awards, because some of us have some interesting stories. Two, we're going to go over some general thoughts on the entire presentation. And then three, we're going to highlight some more of the, we'll say, interesting recipient choices and a few of the surprises that we had during the award show. So, does anybody have any questions before we get started for today? All right. I was trying to think of a stupid question, but I couldn't think of one in time. (laughs) Cut to commercial. Is mayonnaise Uh, an instrument? Mayonnaise? No. For the millionth time, it is not. All right. (laughs) Alright, so let's start off with what was your watching experience of the Game Awards like? And Travis, let's start with you, because it sounds like yours is the most interesting. Um, so this is a little weird. You guys invited me to watch it with you, which I was so happy about. Uh, unfortunately, I was at work at the time. Um, I was... Yeah... (laughs) But I was still watching. (laughs) Like, I was getting paid to watch the Game Awards, if you think about it, which is kind of cool. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I was periodically running in and out to, like, go invite cast to set and to to get stuff done. And I worked until, like, 3.30 that morning, so I was bloody exhausted. Holy shit. Yeah, it it was nuts. But uh, it was was great. I I had so much fun watching with you guys. Uh, I rarely get to do that with the Game Awards, so that was that was cool. Beaches, what about you? All right, so imagine this. It's a cold Colorado Thursday night, 
and I'm sitting in my room watching the Game Awards with you four bozos. Bozos? <laughs> yeah, oh, was that it? That was it? <laughs> I was expecting, I was painting a scene like you put on a candle, <laughs> you, like drew a, drew a bubble bath, and you're just like, oh, luxury. <laughs> nope, that's it. Just that's it. All right, Zach, what about you? Um, I was laying in bed and fell asleep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, Zach didn't really pop in much until, basically, Zach, you really came in more towards the end, didn't you, when we were at, like, maybe the last 40 yeah, minutes? You know, whoever told you guys that being a teacher was easy they fucking lied all right i'm fucking tired i am i've never heard anyone say that <laughs> nobody thinks being a teacher is easy yeah see they kind of got the whole saying mixed up where people say you know if those who can't do teach well if those can't do anything else because my god teaching is taking so much out of you you can't do anything else <laughs> yeah <laughs> no kidding that's why i hang out with you guys and finally <laughs> finally czar what about you well, uh, JP, we kind of shared a similar experience. Um, I don't think really well, yeah, any of us... I was at your fucking house. <laughs> yeah. I don't think really any of us uh, quite fathomed that the Game Awards was on Thursday until like noonish or so when Peaches texts all of us. is like, hey, Game Awards tonight. Don't forget it. And then we all kind of scrambled for a last minute plan. Yeah. But it was great how it came together and we were all just hanging out watching it. I genuinely, like every other year, Zara and I have watched the Game Awards together for the last few years in a row, but Three just watching it with you four, is it four? Yeah, somewhere in that avenue. You guys are fucking old. Wow. Yeah, we, no, stop it. We're not going down that road again. I want to feel good about myself. <laughs> <laughs> and so you got on a podcast No, but watching us? it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's on me. That's Travis on me. Travis out but. here making points. <laughs> No, watching it with you four was a tremendous amount of fun. Just everybody's commentary and the setting. I was having a bitch in time. Zara and I had pizza. I don't know what the rest of you scrubs were doing. <laughs> just pizza in bed. Just to nice. reiterate, it was around <laughs> bedtime. <laughs> Maybe for you people, Travis was up for another like five hours after the awards ended. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. You're right. <laughs> the realization. <laughs> Hi, <math. laughs> the realization. <laughs> I think at the time there's something I was gonna say I think at the time I was oh, eating like these really nice gourmet burgers they bought us because it was the last day of shooting and they wanted to be nice um so it wasn't pizza but it was still nice <laughs> gourmet dude I'm all about gourmet burgers you tell like oh my god that sounds amazing actually that's yeah, pretty sweet that's game award food yeah it's always interesting to talk about what you were doing during the game awards because I, I don't know to me it's like it really is special like it's the gamers day of the year it's like our own Oscars, except nobody gives near, uh, nearly as much of a shit, right? Especially still, this year. Oh, yes, yes, precisely. Because, like, as we've kind of discussed plenty of times, it just it wasn't the most fantastic year for gaming, honestly. Travis, did you kind of feel the same way? Like, the four of us have discussed how we kind of felt like it was a little bit lacking this year in some of the things that were released. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunately the nature of the pandemic. Like, we've been in it for a while now, and all the games that would have been releasing this year are really what's getting affected by it. Uh, it's just kind of unfortunate timing um, as everyone's been having to shift to working from home, figuring out a new way to work, uh, figuring out supply chain issues for getting consoles out. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's such an unfortunate time. Um, and I am just going to preface this for the entire podcast that I am the worst person to bring on for this because I had so little time to play games this year. 
It's part of why we've been on hiatus for so long. So I'm looking at the long list of games. I'm like, yeah, didn't play that. Didn't play that. Didn't play that. Nope. I haven't even heard of that one. Uh, so, <laughs> what the fuck is this game? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Am I even a gamer anymore? I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's scary to think about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's a good. I think Travis's tears are a great segue into the <laughs> next question. Why is sadness always our segue? <laughs> Every time. (laughs) So general thoughts on the presentation. When I say general thoughts on the presentation, I mean like not necessarily talking about the games, like who won and like the surprises just yet. More like the pageantry of the game awards. Some of the guests, some of the musical guests that they brought on. I wanted to get some general thoughts about that. So once again, Travis, let's start with you. What do you think of the presentation? Um, I mean, it was very polished. Uh, it was nice to see some people coming in, like seeing Deborah Wilson, for instance, is very cool because she's a voice actress for a bunch of games and getting celebrities who are a little more involved in the gaming sphere is a little nicer. Um, like I think we remember all the Spike TV days when they had the game awards and it was just random celebrities who clearly knew nothing about what they were talking about. Uh, and I mean, we still. Oh got that, yeah, totally. We still <laughs> yeah. got that one NBA star who I do not remember the name of, who called it Genshin Impact, and I'm like, you guys couldn't have even coached him on like the pronunciation of the game he's talking about. Like, yeesh. <laughs> That's so funny you mentioned that because I thought the exact same thing. I remember that. And I'm like, oof. Oh, you did, Mister Mister Tensai. You did remember that? Okay. Ha. All right. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> oh, you know what else is interesting? It looks like Zach just got kicked out of the chat for some reason. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, Zach, but if it makes you feel better, the whole Genshin Impact thing, I knew that probably made your blood curdle more than anybody. (laughs) Here's the good thing. I missed that part. See, what I learned with the Game Awards is, and I'm sure Travis will get to this point, but you don't need to show up until the last 30 minutes. That's fair. (laughs) You did prove that one. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel sorry for the poor saps who sat through the set through the pre-show. Can you imagine? I had a good time watching the pre-show. That was when the pizza was still hot. (laughs) (laughs) yeah no kidding (laughs) oh that's that's the best part of the experience peaches (laughs) oh dude i yeah that's like at least we got the The little caesar's pizza do you know how shitty things have to be for little caesar's to be the highlight of the moment (laughs) (laughs) peaches let's go on to you uh general thoughts on the presentation what like it was it was bad (laughs) like why were they speed running game awards yeah, that's like I considered that like a separate topic, but oh my god, you're right. Like it's so insulting just to like they didn't even actually list the nominees. They just had an image on the side, here's the winner, move it on. I was like I I can't believe that. Yeah, like 5 in a row, 5 awards in a row just get through them to go see more ads. Dude, the the amount of time it took to announce the awards was less time than one ad took. Mm-hmm. It's like the awards like, were the ads. I like how you do keep referring to the trailers as the ads. Like, you started even doing that while we were watching the presentation, and you were totally right. I don't know. It's not that I'm not excited for new game announcements, because I'm always excited about new game announcements. It's just that, like, this is supposed to be about the best game of the like, the best games of the year, and celebrating this year in gaming. And we didn't do that because they were too busy putting in these quote-unquote ads for what's to come. And it's, it's not just like, it's not, it doesn't just diminish the experience for the watcher. It's also pretty insulting to those who are there to like, who are up for an award, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, and I mean, think about how much fun it could have been to have people come up, give their speeches, and then 
play different music to get them off the stage. Like you could have had that like Sonic underwater running out of air timer. You could have had like, <laughs> you could have had any number of game over. That's themes. a great idea. Like, there's so many ways you could have had fun with this. They absolutely could have had fun with this, but they decided to do none of that and fucking shovel in ads hand over fist as much as they could. Mm-hmm. It is a business. That, yeah. They gotta get their money. I mean, the, Os- the Oscars but- also have to make some money, but they actually at least let some pageantry be allowed into the show when they give out awards. And like, I don't know. I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing some more of that enter the game awards. Not discrediting you, but the Oscars has had like a century to get this shit right. You're not wrong. And here's where I'm going to get political. I'm sorry. But... One of the reasons that the Oscars is able to organize itself in that way uh, is because it is done by unions. It is done by the Screen Actors Guild and the Academy and things like that. They have tons of sponsors. It's an incredibly expensive endeavor, but it is a workers association that makes all of this possible. It creates a voting system. It allows the budget to have this going year round to send out screeners to people so they have a chance to uh, view the awards, things like that. Uh, And there's tons of problems with the Oscars. I'm not trying to hold it up as this great example. Right. But collective (laughs) workers associations would make this a lot easier. And game developers should unionize. You should all unionize. (laughs) I I don't know if you've been listening, but I have been I have been bothering these guys like every week that Blizzard comes up about unionization. And now it's happening. (laughs) Well, in theory, seems like every week more and more we talk about the unionization of game developers. Mm -hmm. So, I mean. That makes it sound like maybe that should be a thing. Yep. I love the direction this conversation took. <laughs> I think this is all Well, and that also relates to the very beginning of the showcase in general. Yep. I'm really glad you mentioned that, Zar. So while, uh, first of all, yeah, good segue. So <laughs> give us your general thoughts on the presentation. But before you do that, actually, Zar, also tell us about what you're referring to just, th- just now. I was going to say, I missed that part. Yeah, yeah. This is one of the things that Zach it, missed. It was shady, but it was good shady. So at the beginning of the showcase, um, Jeff Keighley came out and was saying, before we get into all the fun and all the really good gaming such, there is a heavier note they wanted to hit on. And that was the fair treatment of every individual and getting rid of this discrimination and all of these horrible notions that are surrounding the video game industry and right. there was there was no targeting. I think a lot of people knew who one of the biggest people being talked about in this little spiel were. But what was really cool was Jeff was just like, as gamers, we will not stand by and condone mistreatment of others, individuals, online, in person, or anything else. And it was just a big motivation for all gamers to come together and just love this um, industry. I have the exact quote just here. Just be nice wanna... to each other. I think it'd be powerful to just literally put it right in the podcast. I mean, literally take a clip. There would be no problem with doing I that. I mean, there, there might be copyright claim issues, but the exact quote is, game creators need to be supported by the companies that employ them. I think we all agree with that. We should not and will not tolerate any abuse, harassment, or predatory practice by anyone, including our online communities. Now, to me, that seems extremely vague. Yeah. And and I think it could it, it would benefit from being more targeted because like the way he worded it specifically sounds like 
you know, oh, I'm not just condemning companies. I'm also condemning our online communities. And so it feels like which businesses, businesses get like a kind of, you know, free pass a little bit from that. Like it's it's vague if you it's more vague if you're not like 100 percent on board with the context. Right. Because we know we covered the fact that Jeff tweeted out that Blizzard Activision will not be participating in the Game Awards this year, right? Yeah, like, and I think that's so why it like, was a lot fresher in our minds. Exactly. Not everybody had that same idea, but, like, people who are even somewhat involved with gaming at all probably know it's way too topical to be a coincidence, so... I don't I mean, even... Absolutely. I don't know. Like, I, I have mixed... I felt like it was pretty obvious it was about Blizzard. I have mixed feelings on it. Um, I'm glad he did say something because it didn't even seem like he was going to do that much a week ago. So I, yep. I am glad that something was said. Um, I do think it was very vague. Uh, and I, I really wish that it had been targeted at Activision. Now, the only leeway that I'm really sort of willing to give on that is the fact that it's not just Activision Blizzard. They're <laughs> That's currently true. the worst, uh, but there is Ubisoft, there's Riot, there's mm-hmm. Epic, there's Quantic Dream. Like, if he had to do one of them it kind of would have been actually a little bit disrespectful to then ignore all the abuses happening at these other companies and we basically would have had to go down the entire line until we get to super giant uh because they're the only ones left who are great uh but uh, <laughs> right uh, but yeah like you're still on that hades train you can't fool me okay <laughs> i love hades but also they did everything without crunch which is just kind of great and it makes me very happy true um, true yes so I, I understand how difficult it is at that point to basically like, if you're going to list one, then you got to list them all. And then what if you miss someone? And the, I, I, I see where it's difficult. I just wish there'd been a little more, I, I wish it'd been a little more pointed, I guess. I yeah. Don't know. I, I guess my biggest problem with it is that the whole statement feels toothless, you know? It does. It, that's the problem. Yeah. And I mean, it makes it even worse because there was a really big undertone of like supporting game developers and all that. And then they just speed through all the awards. Like, we don't even get to hear from any game developers that they're, you know, really trying to boost and bolster mm-hmm. for this awards. It That's just, it seemed really weird and off-key. Yeah, you put those two together and it's it's not good. You're right. It, um, and then there's also just, like, the fact that we're still nominating these companies for awards and we're still going to show off a huge trailer from Quantic Dream. Like, I am a massive Star Wars fan. I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. And I would have been so excited for Eclipse. Like, you guys heard me as I was watching the thing. I was like, ooh, what era are we set in? Like, wh- where is this set? I was so excited oh, yeah. as I was listening to it. And then I saw Quantic Dream come up, and I was like, oh. Because yeah, they're super that, I abusive. I had the exact same range of emotions for that trailer. <laughs> and, like, David Cage has been on record saying all of the women in my game are, games are whores. And he said, I don't make games for fags. And, like, wow. I, Holy wow. shit, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's a like, shitty guy. He's a real he shitty guy. What a piece of shit. Yeah, and like, man, that sucks to see you guys put that trailer up immediately after saying we won't tolerate abuse in the industry. And like, I, I can't fault the Game Awards for it. At the same time, like, it, it kind of hits kind of tone deaf and you're not really doing much. So, I don't know. It's absolutely You would think, true. like, as a business, it really is. you would want to be as, like, inclusive as fucking possible to make as much money as fucking possible. Like, why do you got to be so prejudiced? just to be a dick like it just doesn't even make sense right. with the idea of consumerism and trying to make money so it's just like not only are you like clearly a, a like a hater and like a bigot and a piece of shit but like you're also an idiot when it comes to like business practices <laughs> like that just feels like the number <laughs> one rule point. of making money in any business is 
don't exclude people. Otherwise, you're missing out on a huge chunk of profit. Mm-hmm. Like my high school teacher, Espe- you know, she wasn't that great. Yes. She at least told me that one. Like she's like, you probably should, you know, she she obviously couldn't say it because, you know, district policies and whatever. But like she was even like, you want to like make as much money as possible. You want to include as many people as possible. Yeah, it's absolutely true. And it, especially like, thank God we finally have like this really big rally between LGBTQ issues. Like it really is. It's just tone deaf. And it's it, it really yeah. is. There's a lot going on here. I, like, yes. And then we get back to like, I, I don't know. Like, am I going to play Eclipse? I, I, I don't know. Like, I do love Star Wars and I love narrative driven games. I don't know that I want to support them. And like Detroit Become Human was a bit of a mess anyways. So like, and am I like, am I going to play Hogwarts Legacy when it comes out? I, I don't think so. Like, I, I I don't know. Like, it's. That's how they get you. I. That's how they, because I'm, I'm so unbelievably excited for the products, mm-hmm. but it's like knowing what goes into them. It's like, it really it, sucks. It does. It makes it really yeah. hard. It's, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism is kind no, of abs- where we're at. Absolutely. Like it's, I, and that's why like, I'm not going to fault other people for playing these games. It's just, I'm, I, it's my own experience of like, I don't know what I want anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's tough. <laughs> yeah. So, Zar, thank you so much for bringing up some of what uh, Jeff Keighley had said at the beginning, but you still have to give us just, how did you think about the presentation? What were some of your thoughts on the pageantry? It was really weird because it felt like it went on forever, but it also felt like it ended without any significant substance. And I was just left confused and exhausted at the end of it. Mm -hmm. Like, that was a lot of hype. And I don't even know what happened the last three hours. That is so unbelievably true. Like, there was no... Besides, like, this, they always do, like, the symphony that kind of does, like, that maj page of different pieces from games. Like, that's usually the indicator that they're us- about to do Game of the Year. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, it was lacking. Like, there was no... And now. Game of the Year. The moment you've all been waiting for. Like, nothing yeah. like that. They just started playing music. And I'm like, oh, okay, we're doing this. And then it was over. Yeah. I remember in years past, they would bring up the orchestra like every five minutes and we'd get to listen to some epic orchestral music from a game. Oh, so good. But they only brought the orchestra out like three or four times throughout this entirety of three hours. Yeah. So that's why I said they're still kind of definitely finding their footing with this whole process. I'm not to say if it's right or wrong. I mean, but... and that's fair. And that's also kind of a matter of personal taste, too. You know, like I'm mesmerized during those instances where the symphony comes on and they have like these special guest singers. I love those parts. Right. But I also have to understand that maybe not as many people as me, like give that much of a shit about that. So it really is kind of about finding that balance. Right. It, it isn't even necessarily about needing to celebrate the music. Although I also love the music. would love to see more of it. It's about creating peaks and valleys in the show. It's about giving moments of rest for your brain. True. And when every trailer isn't even about showcasing the art, it's about building hype. And when you do that for three hours straight and you keep trying to up the stakes every moment, like, it's it's exhausting. It's a blur. You can't remember any of it. Uh, and, like, nothing settles, you know? Like, yeah. th- that's the thing about, again, I'm not trying to hype the Oscars as something amazing, but just really any other award show, you have this moment where you bring someone out, they do, like, a minute or two monologue or skit, they present to the nominees, we see little clips from each one, they announce the award, the person comes up, they read a speech. Like, not only is it a formula that we're used to and we're not seeing here, but also, like, it's a formula for a reason. It works. It creates a flow that you can right. fall into. And it's just not there. Like, it's just, 
this constant at a hundred level hype that like it just becomes exhausting after three hours. I totally a hundred percent agree with that. And finally, Zach, what are some of your thoughts on just the presentation? Uh, I think we covered it. I, I would just kind of echo what you guys have been saying. I just I think you can skip the first two and a half hours of it and just go the last thirty minutes and you'll be, <laughs> to, you'll be pretty yeah. good. Um. And then Zach's like, I don't know what you guys are bitching about. The what I watched was great. Yeah, it was a great 45 minutes of hype. <laughs> I kind of wish I saw the opening. I, maybe watch the opening, then play a video game or two, and then come back, you know, at, two and a half hours at, later and see the ending. And you'll, you'll pretty much have the gist of it. Travis is right. They haven't found their flow. Um, and so it just, it's a weird presentation still. Like, they're definitely still finding their footing. The good thing is they have tons of fucking money, so they'll figure it out, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Like especially with all these ads oh, yeah. they keep getting. It's a very <laughs> highly watched event. Um, so We'll be here next year in the exact same spot, too. Ready? Right. <laughs> Just a bitch again. That's our job. <laughs> Hell yeah. One more thing that I wanted to cover was some of the musical choices, where, like, you guys really all hit it home with talking about, like, here's what was great, here's what was bad, but not a- we haven't done a lot to talk about the music, or at least we didn't get into it as much as I did. First of all, why the fuck was Sting there? Yeah, that was a little uh, weird. Like, why Sting? Like, and that's an old artist. Like, do you guys even know who... We're relatively young. Do you know who Sting is? Huh? He was making music that our parents were having sex to in, like, the 80s. <laughs> oh, you had to go there. Yes, like, didn't I did. did we already talk about this? He was... Well, not in the podcast. We talked about it at the show or during the show. He, uh... He just did the song from uh, Arcane. Yeah, yeah oh, the League that's of Legends right. Netflix show. Yeah. Even then, like, why getting Sting to do that even? Now, to, to be fair, the man killed it. I just wish I knew what he was fucking saying. But it also speaks to this real, like, insecurity about the industry of how much we want to be like other mediums, but also we're not going to learn from other mediums while we're doing this. And that, like, Arcane comes from League of Legends, sure, but Arcane is not a video game. It is another medium. And to bring out a song Fair. that was not written for a video game, like there are so many wonderful, incredible composers uh, in the video game world between like, you could have had Yoko Shimamura, you could have had- Grant Kirkhope. Yeah, like Grant Kirk. oh my God, how great <laughs> would it have been to see Grant Kirkhope? Um, oh, I would have died. Right, like- <laughs> Oh, it would have been hype. And there, it just feels like we need to- to show what an established medium we are by aping stuff from other media. I don't know. Like, it just, it it doesn't make sense to me. You make an absolutely phenomenal point there because the video game industry has so much substance between cinematics, gameplay, music, and everything else that you could possibly think of. They are a standalone. They don't need to lean on other mediums, mm-hmm. like you said. It feels very insecure. That, yeah. To the same thing of bringing these yeah. celebrities in that don't know anything about games. Like it just feels like we need to try to. This brings legitimacy to it, and it's like I, the more you do that, like the less legitimate it seems. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Travis, I love having you on for this type of stuff because you were pointing, like, with what you've done in your industry, you're able to point out all these things that commoners like the four of us blokes <laughs> just Plus like peasants, kind of. Yeah, the peasants. Yeah. Because Travis, he, he's absolutely right. He really is. One other thing that I personally have a problem with is sometimes I feel like they would waste a guest. Mm-hmm. Here's what I mean by that. Here's what I mean by that. Jacksepticeye was there. Yep. One of the biggest names in YouTube gaming, right? 
huge megastar in the gaming community. And they had him there for like three seconds to announce a recipient of an award and then he fucked off. He didn't, like that's a waste of a good like, you know, if there's anybody that can like maybe like give a speech about getting people more excited about the future of gaming or like talk about how great of a year it was been, Jacksepticeye would have been a great option mm-hmm. oh. for doing that. because. Everyone knows and loves Jacksepticeye. And he's just one example. They have tons of really great, talented people in the industry up there. But I, sometimes they were just pushed to the side again to continue to advertise games for the future, which isn't really what this award show is supposed to be about. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah, just, it's, you know? it's more of a, it feels like the game awards should be more on a look back of what the gaming industry did this previous year. And not looking at what the the gaming industry is going to do next year, because that's why we have E3. That's why we have Summer Game Fest. That's why we have like 14 other gaming showcases. I mean, it can be both, but I just think like, yeah, there's so much talent in like entertainment and gaming, you know, like you have like Ovilee May, Alana Pierce, you have Jacksepticeye, you have like, you know, Moist Critical, Video Game Ducky. You have a lot of like talented entertainers in the video game sphere. And they just don't seem to want to use them to make like a good award show. They want to use this to just shoehorn as many ads as they possibly can into the amount of time that they have. Well, let let me ask you guys this. Um, What do you think happened? Like, what do you think the mindset was for them to conduct the award ceremony like this? I mean, was it rushed? Did they just get flooded with all of these game announcements that they had to stuff in there or do you think that they thought this is what the gamers wanted they they wanted to make as much money as possible i mean they're getting paid to show these ads like Mm -hmm. well yeah but i feel like i mean as it, it is to make money but i do feel like the game awards is a little bit beyond that and there is some sort of targeting audience wise i think think that they (laughs) they were offered a lot of money to show all of these ads and so they did i hate to go with this yeah i hate to go with the cynical mindset on this but that peaches is 100 right my opinion i mean that's not to say that like the the magic game awards from the world (laughs) yeah look i know buddy i know it's hard to hear i really do but if it makes you feel better that's not to say that they don't care about making a good presentation, right? That kind of, like, inspires gamers and makes them reflect and kind of get those feel-good feelings. It's just that they care about making money slightly more. I mean, this is all very true. Uh, I, I agree with all of it, 100%. But I, I want to jump back to something Zara had said, because it's, it's really sitting with me, um, about looking forward as opposed to looking back. And I feel like it says so much about everyone involved with the medium, between players, audiences, uh, developers, critics, everyone in that it's so ephemeral, this industry, and, like, this art form and this medium, because you're right, it is all about looking forward. Like, we have an award at this at this show called Most Anticipated Game. Yeah. Like, can you, can you imagine that for literally any other medium? Like, the Emmys, the Oscars, the, um, the Grammys, like, literally any other award show trying to give out an award for something that hasn't come out yet. Like, one of the nominees doesn't even have a title yet. And we're handing out an award. <laughs> right. Like, it's the sequel no, to Breath yes. of the Wild. Like, it's the, yeah, absolutely. Good point. <laughs> that, look, 
I love Zelda. It's my favorite, but come on. And it, it just speaks to like, what'd you call that, Travis? The best, who had the best marketing that yes, year? Yes, that's, yeah. I think that's what I had said during the show. Who The best marketing team, which like, sure, make an award <laughs> for that, but that's not what this is, right? And I just, I don't know. Like, it, it really speaks to how we view this because like our community is so terrible at games preservation. Like we were, before we even started the podcast, we were just talking about the N64 online and how terrible it is at emulating right. the games and how like fans <laughs> have done such a better job of maintaining emulators for these games. And like, as an industry, we are so focused on whatever's coming next. Like we, we don't appreciate what we've done over the past year, over the past 10 years. We, we're not good at games preservation. Like we are not good at remembering the best of our medium. Like it's, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's just weird. That's even more of a reason though, to make it so that these awards are more about the reflection rather than like going forward. I mean, not to say like most anticipated game, I think it's cool to think about, but I don't think that should be what the entirety of the award ceremony is. Cause as Zar said, We've got dozens upon dozens of presentations over the year to tell us Mm -hmm. what's coming. And this is the opportunity to say, okay, let's take a fucking step back because the gaming industry is going on all cylinders right now and talk about what happened. Because like, I don't know, even though some games end up being a flavor of the month game, like it was still a fantastic game that hundreds of people put their blood, sweat and tears into. And it deserves to just have a minute where people reflect on it. Yeah, absolutely. And that would totally be helped by, you know, hearing from the developers what awards are given. Yep. Yeah, listen to them talk about their I art. Think, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, let them have a moment in the limelight because they were, you know, these developers worked hard. Um, I just would like to point out at this point, we are 36 minutes into this uh, and we have only slight, we've, we've mentioned one game award. <laughs> oh yeah, so we might as well shove fifteen in in the next thirty seconds, and then we'll yeah, start. So let me just speed on these real quick. I was actually I was trying to segue into the last part. I mean, this can definitely be our. Is this our segment? This could just be our segment. This <laughs> is all right. The last thing we are going to do today is highlight some of the more interesting recipients, some of the choices, some of the surprises, some of the things that each of us personally found amazing, crazy, weird, bizarre, whatever is on our mind. About the so game. So, you don't awards. want me to just like read these awards off as fast as possible? They should hire you to do the game awards next year. I think you, <laughs> before we can get would... into any awards, we, we need to hype one thing up if you're talking about hype and like what we were all excited about. And that is Flute Guy. Flute Guy. Flute Man. <laughs> can we talk about Flute Guy for a second? He was the hero of the show. He, the hero. Really was. He was just that vibing. He was amazing. He was just vibing. He was great. <laughs> I don't even know what the song was referenced to. Horizon, or like uh, Forbidden West. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. Because then we saw Aloy in the background running around and it I'm, looked beautiful. I'm going to post it to our Twitter, but it, like, go find a video of them performing this song and watch the man in the front playing the flute because I have never seen, as Peach has said, no one has ever loved anything as much as this guy loves playing the flute. Yep. Hell yeah. (laughs) All right. So let's start with, uh, we'll do Travis again. So just give us a few of your general thoughts over some of the awards. Some things that excited you, that surprised you. What are some thoughts? Um, Well, the first one that jumps out at me is best family game. Um, Because it's kind of like finding out that Disney Pixar didn't win the animation award. 
Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Like the, Nintendo was four of the five games on that list, and they still didn't win, <laughs> which is really oh, funny. Wait, absolutely, I mean, that was hilarious. Like, I think this is a lot that it took home game of the year. It took home best multiplayer. It took home. I like. I, it was best family game, right? The um, it takes two. Yeah, it takes yeah. two was the best family uh, game. Like, it took home so many awards, and I just love because I have seen so many bigwigs at companies say things like, oh, co-op gaming is dead. Couch co-op is dead. No one cares about it. And just watching it sweep the awards and I'm like, thank you. Yes, I want more of this, please. Like, you don't understand market trends. (laughs) I I like being able to sit on a couch and play these games with someone. Uh, And to see... Couch co-op is the best. It is. we, We both have podcasts because we like sharing the experience of gaming with someone else. You know, let's make games that reflect that. I, I think that's great. And uh, <laughs> right. something that had a great story and uses its mechanics to tell that story, but having to work together with someone that you can get very frustrated with. Like it's, I, I was really happy to see that It Takes Two did so well. Um, it was it was really refreshing and it was nice to see it get some recognition. Um, yeah. I totally agree. So I don't know if we want I to totally talk about agree. this here, but since Travis uh, mentioned It Takes Two, how weird is it that they won so many awards, but that's not the name of the game anymore? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was making fun of Breath and, like, of the Wild for even... not having a name, but this game really doesn't have a name right now. <laughs> yeah. they, they straight up abandoned that trademark as soon as the lawsuit came in. Oh my God. And they didn't even have mm-hmm. like name pending or anything or any sort of, notion that it was not going to be the name forever it was just it takes two hard and fast mm-hmm. as it should be because fuck those other guys with this whole lawsuit thing first but also like the guy i don't remember the guy's name who accepted the awards that it takes just two. as far as yeah he was so unbelievably excited every time he went up on that stage, especially when it won mm-hmm. Game of the Year. Well, like, just think about the vindication on his end, because he's the same guy exactly. that, you know, did uh, A Way Out, which he was hyping up at E3 and the Game Awards, like, way back when. And, you know, then it comes out and people are like, oh, wow, this game kind of sucks. But then to come back with It Takes Two and, like, to, you know, be rewarded for, you know putting in your hard work and like seeing it pay off with it takes two yeah so i mean congratulations to him and everybody at hazelight especially with the lawsuit like it might have been that like he felt like oh no like this opportunity is like people are trying to take an opportunity away Mm -hmm. from me again right and then it didn't like that's why i was rooting for this game so much and you know i'm not necessarily ever disappointed or excited with game of the year you know more than anything i find it interesting Mm -hmm. But this was the one time where I was like, wow, that's really cool. I didn't think It Takes Two was going to win Game of the Year, to be yeah. honest with you. I know it was going to win other stuff, but yeah, not Yeah, I didn't expect that either. Peaches, well, especially okay? with what else was on the list there. Precisely. Like, It Takes Two is going up against a bunch of different juggernauts, mm-hmm. right? Like, it seemed like the odd man out when it was against, like, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, even Metroid Dread and Psychonauts 2, and Deathloop. Yeah. Like... Yeah. No one would have ever thought that It Takes Two was going to win in that bunch. That's wild. It's like, it's an underdog story is what it is. Like, to be honest, it's crazy. Brief tangent. Uh, I saw a meme article either from like The Verge or like The Onion even 
and it was game creator known for swearing swears while receiving award at game awards. <laughs> yeah, because like as he's walking up to the stage, you can just see him going "fuck yeah, shit yeah." Well, he also said "fuck the Oscars," <laughs> which is really funny to me. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I'm like, God damn, this guy. Yeah. Oh, uh, it was great to watch though. It was it was very touching. And I, I, all right, Peach is. Oh, I'm sorry, Travis. What? I, I I am gonna hammer home this point just a little bit more, but like as he had said about. Uh, it being vindication after making a way out. I also like that, again, you know, I'm sure there was a lot of pressure from EA to say that we're not doing co-op anymore. Don't do co-op after a way out, you know, tanked. It did terribly. Right. And he just refined the idea. It was still this idea of couch co-op, two players working together. um, And he made it great. And I love that he probably took a lot of shit from EA telling him like, this will not sell. Do not do it. Uh, and to still uh, to still say that, you know, like, you don't need to look at it as a marketing trend, but rather as a good piece of art, you know, and something that you can refine and make better. And I, it just makes me happy. It makes me very happy. Yeah, it, that's what I'm saying. Dude, it was. It's a feel good. Like, I don't know. Like, even though it was, in my opinion, a weaker year for gaming in general, like, this Game Awards is memorable because of it takes mm-hmm. two. Yeah, in my absolutely. Opinion. Like, this, the entire story. Peaches, let's move on to you. Uh, what were some of your bigger surprises and things you were excited about with uh, the awards? All right, so let's get on to the real biggest award of the night. Um, the best, uh, what was it? Best esports event, obviously going to the 2020 League of Legends World Championship, 2021 League of Legends World Championship. Why are you such a sadist? <laughs> Didn't they give that out what? during the pre-show? Uh, yeah. They did kind of shoehorn that in there. Like, even though I don't care about esports, I still recognize that that is somebody's moment. Mm-hmm. And you treated it like it's irrelevant. They, I don't know. That's just my they opinion. They Kanye'd him. <laughs> they Kanye'd him. Oh, man. Um, obviously, okay, so yeah, you what know, else, Peaches? another big moment of the night was uh, best esports coach going to Coma, the former coach of SKTT1, who is now the coach of Damwon Gaming Kia. Um, you know, I think I think we were cool. all really excited about that one. Indeed, indeed, yes, uh, quite. <laughs> yes, all of us, everyone here. Um, no, I, uh, to be honest, um, I think biggest surprise of the night, or I guess my, the most excited I was, was uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy winning Best Narrative. Uh, I was pretty happy about that. That was mm-hmm. surprising. Yeah, you were pretty hyped about that. Right. If you played it, you weren't surprised at all. But if you, from the outside looking into it, it is surprising. Well, especially, and it's it's not. Oh, I'm sorry, Travis. No, especially because it got off to such a rough start. Uh, because first off, I mean, all licensed games, there's immediately a bit of a side eye of like, okay, this is a cash in, especially yeah. with Marvel. And like after Avengers did so terribly. <laughs> now I realize it was made by a different company, but like a lot of people aren't paying attention to that. Right. Um, but then on top of that, like <laughs> at E3, it was this overly long demo that really wasn't showcasing the game's best features. Uh, that just kept going, and a lot of people soured on it real quick. Uh, so it didn't really get a great start. So to see it coming back and winning Best Narrative is like, that's cool. Absolutely, yeah. And then also, I mean, uh, another exciting moment was uh, Maggie Robertson winning uh, Best Performance as Lady Dimitrescu for Resident True. Evil Village. Oh, I think, yeah, that was really good. I, I think that was the most deserving person on that list, and I'm really glad that she actually ended up getting it. And it's not just because of the talent, which obviously she's really talented, right? And it, it's because, like, not a lot of people know this, but she has this really feel-good, awesome story about finding her role as Lady Demetrescu. 
right? So, like, she made all these references during her speech of, like, thank you for taking a chance on me. That's kind of what she's referring to, yeah. right, Peaches? So, I mean, it's it's just nice to, you know, see the little guy win once in a while. Well, no, she's a very big guy. She's a very big guy. That's kind of the whole point. She's very tall. <laughs> Someone I would want me to crush with her thighs, perhaps. <laughs> she's a ten, ten foot, ten foot vampire mommy, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you both will die by the thigh. <laughs> die by the thigh. <laughs> We're all about it here. <laughs> uh, those are the big ones for me. Awesome. Zara, what about you? Well, I was really disappointed that Psychonauts 2 won literally nothing all I night. I know. Didn't take home a single award. Neither did Ratchet and Clank, which I really thought that Ratchet and Clank would probably be, well, maybe not Game of the Year because of how short it was, but... I, I'm just I a mean, little upset that neither game won anything. I totally agree. Uh, Psychonauts 2. Now, what what did win these awards? It's not necessarily that I don't think whoever won wasn't deserving, but like, in your opinion, let's say Psychonauts 2 won something. What do you think Psychonauts 2 should have gotten there, Zar? Um, Art direction would have been a good one. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, and like, I'm an arc. Yeah. I'm an arcane stan. I love everything that they do. But, like, there's a thing about Deathloop that is really more beautifully stylized than anything I've seen from Psychonauts. Like, I I, I would totally give it for our direction on that one. Hmm. Interesting. It, we can all, I mean, like, I'm with you on that one, like, both of you. But, like, it is subjective at the end of the day. Like, I, I wonder oh, it how totally these awards is. are handed out. But I do think it just feels goofy when, like, it takes two wins, three awards. And then, like, like you said, not a single Nintendo game won. And then, like... Psychonauts 2 didn't win a single award. Ratchet Clank didn't win a single award. I, I just and think... And, like, all of those games are deserving of significant praise. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. No, and that's totally just the thing. Like I said, there's no wrong answer here. But, it, like, when you look back on it in hindsight, it's so weird to think that Psychonauts 2 didn't win a single award. And that Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart didn't win a single award. In the narrow categories, like, it makes sense, because you're like, oh, yeah, this game was amazing. But, like, in the short, like, after it, you're just like, oh, my God, they didn't win a single thing? Like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, those were some of the most anticipated games of this year. Mm -hmm. You're right. You're totally right. I mean, okay. they launched um, without and what about, bugs uh, I'm, and, like, were not broken. <laughs> I'm a bad judge yeah, because no I'm kidding. still mad that Amy Adams didn't win for Arrival. So, like... This, if I'm going to be mad about that years later, I'm going to be mad about some of these things for, for years to come. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, and then, you know what? Ratchet and Clank was kind of in that same category. Like, what the fuck? I can't believe they didn't win a single thing. You know what I think Ratchet and Clank should have 100% got was uh, audio design. Especially over fucking Forza, in my opinion. Yeah, that was a little weird. Like, I get the car noises are cool and hyper-realistic and everything, but... It's car noises. Look, look, I get it. It's Peach's favorite game. But Peach's <laughs> Forza can't win everything, okay? I mean, I think everything it was nominated for it won. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's fair. So in fact, yes, it can win everything. <laughs> so in conclusion, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Forza was the real winner today. And uh, before we get on to some of my thoughts on it, Zach, what about you? Some of the surprises, some of the things that you loved. I loved, so I played It Takes Two and totally resonated with it because I played that with, my, with Krista and it was just such a wonderful moment and amazing to do. Um, yeah, I thought that was great. Still pretty 
pretty salty about it winning best family game. Uh, come on, man. Come on. Mario Party? Really? Come on. I, but that was a remake. Um, so uh, Mario, dude, Mario options? Party is fun. What, what else can I pick? Uh, WarioWare, get that it together. Not win. Um, new Pokemon Snap. Yes. Or no, that yep, wasn't fair. It was on there. Was I'm that staring right? at it right now. Okay, okay. new Pokemon Snap yeah. definitely should have won that, just so that uh, yeah. Game Freak can realize throw out Pokemon to people so if someone else can make and put effort into your games that'd be pretty sweet um what else and I genuinely thought they were deserving new Pokemon Snap was really good right Travis I know Travis had a lot of fucking fun with it so I need to set a scene for you guys right now I'm in my new apartment I'm sitting on my couch right now doing this podcast and what I'm staring at right in front of me is my TV with its Chromecast that I have swapped out all of the landscapes for with just 200 photos from my Pokemon Snap album. This is what I, I look at every day. I just, I cycle through them and it just, it makes me so happy. I'm so happy right now. Oh, that sounds peaceful. Are all 200 of them Badoof? No. Yes, please. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, they should, but that's okay. That <laughs> no, there's only five and they're identical in every single way. And before you can move on to the next picture, you have to look through all five of them. <laughs> all five. <laughs> One at a time. <laughs> Uh, and I really, really, really uh, enjoyed seeing Metroid Dread winning Best Action Adventure Game because it deserved it. It's such a good yeah, fucking it game. It definitely did. It it deserved it, man. It deserved something. Like Metroid Dread would have been in that same category where I would have been shocked if it didn't win something. I don't know about like we debated a little bit about Metroid Dread and Game of the Year, but I knew Metroid Dread was going to win something because it was fantastic. Like. I get that it's short, like you make the same case for Ratchet and Clank, and it doesn't have um, like a platinum trophy to go for, but like people are speed running the game and they're finding like cutscenes for like boss fights that people thought was unintentioned. Like they plan for sequence breaking and like this game is like a little playground for people. And so like, I think that's why like I'm, I think it's so cool is because they didn't try and rush this game. They really put a lot of thought into what are some of the silly things people are going to think of and let's reward them for it. And I think that's really cool. Right. That's really what the Metroid scene has been asking for so yeah yeah great for action adventure i'm really happy metroid dread got into that all right a few of mine um everyone knows i fucking love indie games um i have not played Kana bridge of spirits yet it's on my to-do list in fact i'm probably gonna download it later today but um i'm extremely happy because it not only was one best indie game but best debut indie game right where it's the best debut game created by an indie studio and from what everybody has told me so far from the reviews and everything, uh, Peach has played it even. Kane, A Bridge of Spirits, absolutely killed it. And from the start, from the very first time I saw that trailer, I knew they had something special there. Peaches? We're good. We're good. I'm still recording. We're fine. Okay. Uh, did you hear what I <laughs> yeah, said about Kane, yeah, A Bridge yeah. of Spirits? That's All right. Why he so w- what are your thoughts on that? Look. I mean, on Kane, <laughs> A Bridge like, of Spirits. Yeah, you just reminded me this game's amazing and I need to play it right now. <laughs> uh, look, Kane, A Bridge of Spirits, it's a, it's a shorter game. And I don't know. I, I, there's, I have my own problems with it. But as a whole, the game is really good. It's beautifully done. It's, it's worth it. I mean, it's, it's not $60. So that helps justify the length of the game and some of the worst aspects of it but i do think that of the games on there i'm glad that it won for uh best indie absolutely uh games for impact life is strange true colors i felt like that was totally deserved and the truth is with life is strange whenever it's in this category it almost always wins but like as a life is strange fan i've got plenty of gripes with the series this is the only time like life is strange true colors like was 
especially relative to the other Life is Strange games, it was really, really good. I loved it. I thought it was executed so much better. Like, they're getting really, really good with the Life is Strange series. So, absolutely happy that True Colors won games for Impact, because I think it really, really, really deserved it this time. Um, best art direction for Deathloop was interesting, but from what I know, deserved, right? Like, does anybody have any gripes with... Best art direction is something that I'm always really interested in seeing. I personally would have rather seen this go to Psychonauts 2, right, as Zar was kind of talking about, but, eh, what are you gonna do? Can't well, win I'm it just, all. I'm just glad that art direction didn't go to a realistic-looking yes, game thank this year. You. It actually went to a creative-looking game. Thank you. Oh my god, I am so sick of the gray and brown. Fair enough, yes. Because what? <laughs> it went to Ghosts of Tsushima last year, didn't it? Which is a beautiful game, but 10 years down the line, those graphics are going to look bad. Shut the fuck up right now. You talk any (laughs) shit, I will get out. Mark my word, 10 years. I'm literally (laughs) on my way to your house right now. I'm seriously (laughs) letting you know Ghost Tsushima will still be beautiful in 10 years. There's no fucking way it won't be. Unless we're going full VR, like that game is mm, on the eyes. Oh, we're going into the fourth dimension by that point. We might be. Who knows? We might be getting there soon. (laughs) And really, I mean, the only other thing that I would have mentioned with kind of my surprise is, again, It Takes Two and everything surrounding this, uh, the amazing story of how this game came to be and how it became Game of the Year. Um, I don't, uh, like, it's really hard, in my opinion, to say that it was better than some of the other options on these lists. But, like, as gamers who are, like, really invested in the Game Awards, at the end of the day, if something wins that you weren't expecting like you just kind of sit back and you're like you know what this is what most gamers thought this like just well done like i have to appreciate this for what it is and that's exactly how i feel about it takes two so overall you know it was the game awards the presentation the pageantry wasn't anything special by any means in my opinion um but when it came down to it the categories that i felt like were the most important they did like present the awards in a nice manner and at the end of the day, every game that won its respective award, I felt was very deserving of it. So, what do you guys think? Did we do a good job of talking about okay, the Game well, Awards? We can't. We haven't really talked about the Game Awards. We've barely mentioned the ads. <laughs> That's true. Are you I sure? Mean, we, we've mentioned them in general, but we haven't got like, what was your guys' favorite ad from the Game Awards? What What are you? Mo- what ad were you most excited for? Okay. Um, that's a really great question, and I, let's, let's do this. Who here is not Star Wars? I mean, I'm, I'm really not sure if I'm excited for the Star Wars game, because Quantic Dream. I was bored the whole time. Yeah, uh, yep, true. Yeah. That's not surprising. I haven't really had a lot of fun with any Star Wars game I've played in a long time. Knights of the Old Republic. I've got... Knights of the Old Republic. No. In a long time. I will die on that's this hill. Just time. play it again, then. Yeah. That, okay. The game, the game holds up, all right? It holds up, but Je- uh, Jedi Fallen Order was also pretty good. Not as good as Knights of the Old Republic by, any, by any stretch, but it was really good. All right. So I have three. Um, Alan Wake 2, 2023. That, that was a big announcement. That was really crazy. Wonder Woman is getting her own game. I'm excited for that. Yeah. DC may not be great at making movies, but everything else they usually kill it. And it's done so, by Monolith, you know, yeah. like people who created the Arkham series. Yeah, exactly. And those games were really good. So I'm excited for Wonder Woman. 
Um, and of course, Elden Ring, right? Getting a little bit more about Elden Ring, the game that everybody is talking about for that February release. So yeah, I'm really excited for that too. The trailer was beautiful. Um, it made the game look just even more amazing than I thought it already was. Those would be my three. What about you guys? Yeah, I'm gonna right. be real. Not everybody at once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be real with you. I, it was such a blur. Now, granted, I had also just yeah. worked like maybe 15 hours leading up to the Game Awards. I was very tired, <laughs> but like three hours of hype ads just kind of blurred together for me. Uh, so I'm going to cheat and say that what I was most hyped about was Warhammer, not because I have any interest in it whatsoever, but because I actually know uh, one of the senior writers on uh, Warhammer and... Oh, yeah. Really? Uh, her name is Ashley Cooper. Uh, she is fantastic. We've had her on our podcast a bunch. Um, she told me that she was doing something with Saber Interactive for a while, but she didn't. Uh, she said she couldn't talk about it until the Game Awards. Uh, so now I know what it is, and I'm just, I'm so happy for her. I'm so excited. Uh, that's so cool. Yeah. I didn't know that's what Ashley was working on. I've heard her a few times on the show. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Good for her. I'm, I'm so happy for her. All right, Peaches, what about you? All right, so top three, Among Us VR. All right, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> it's a horror game. <laughs> Sauce. Uh, Halo TV series. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, that Absolutely. looks so cool. And the uh, greatly exaggerated death of Telltale coming back with the Expanse game. <laughs> my, my death was greatly exaggerated. <laughs> Wait, didn't they? Oh, no, no, no. It was the t- Telltale developers. It wasn't Telltale. I'm thinking of the Star Trek game that got announced. Um, it's made by the like founders of Telltale, but it's not Telltale. It's a different company. Uh, they're doing like a, a Star Trek choose your own adventure game. And that's interesting. I do like that idea. I am about that. I'm intrigued. What about you, Zar? Um... Well, I was really excited for that Warhammer game because um, I've been engrossed in the franchise in many aspects from tabletop to video games for a long time. Uh, Alan Wake 2 was probably the top on my list just because Mm. it's been over a decade and I absolutely was obsessed with the style of gameplay that Alan Wake 1 had. Those had to have been my biggest hype moments. Interesting. And the Halo show. Actually, that's not surprising at all. I knew exactly what you were going to pick. <laughs> yeah. I'm Cause, pretty Because I was right there with you, and I saw where you were like, no fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised there was no mention of the like story trailer for Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, but you know, it's all right. Well, you could have mentioned it. Well, yeah, but then I would have to leave out Among Us VR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but let's be real. It's, it's Borderlands, and like the story is not why you play Borderlands. I... It's usually not why you play Borderlands, but <laughs> I might make an exception with this one because Tiny Tina is my favorite character in the Borderlands franchise. But on top of that, like the whole point of mixing in the D and D narrative, I think is probably to like I don't like inspire this better narrative within the game that other Borderlands games haven't seen before. And frankly, I thought the story in Borderlands Three, besides the fact that I hated the villains, was not bad. It was pretty good pretty good yeah they definitely stepped up their game i mean there was the really dumb death at at one point but you know other than that i totally agree yeah i totally agree but the point is i don't with tiny tina's wonderlands like you're right that's something that does need to be discussed because that yes amazing can't wait to play it all right we have talked about a lot today so before we wrap up does anybody have anything else they need to get off their chest i want nintendo guy for the win more nintendo stuff what did you yells are Flute guy for the win. Yep, that sounds about right. <laughs> uh, Peaches, Travis, any other thoughts? No well, Travis thoughts. is the guest. Go ahead. No thoughts. Head empty. <laughs> 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 
dumb bitch status achieved. Yeah. <laughs> As we've talked about before, I mean, the the game awards have perfectly smoothed out my brain. There's nothing left. <laughs> oh, I've got the smoothest brain, brother. <laughs> Your insults slide right off. <laughs> All right. Well, once again. Travis, we want to thank you not just for coming on the podcast today, but also thanks for joining us the other night while we were watching game the Game Awards, man. Your insight, your comments, it made it that much more fun to watch. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. I've never got to actually watch the Game Awards with anyone before, and it was so much fun. You guys are a blast. Oh, it makes it so much better when you watch it with people. Make sure to mark it in your calendar next year, Travis. You're darn right. Watch it again oh, with yeah. us. Well, we should. We should. We should do like a massive viewing party. I've got some ideas. That might be fun. Oh, make a drinking game. Yeah. Massive. Mass effects. Hey. Mass. Yeah. Yeah. Quite possibly. If it's a mass effect heavy showcase, I mean, Zach and I are just going to watch the rest of you guys get sloshed. <laughs> yeah. Or, or angry. <laughs> or maybe both. <laughs> Let's be real, the new Mass Effect game isn't coming out for like at least three or four years because they're working on Dragon Age. True. You never know, they might hand Mass Effect off to the Montreal team again and have them do it. Mm. Andromeda <laughs> Part 2. At, oh, the, at the very God. least, I could jump in Andromeda. That's that's fair. What is it with, what is it with you and the jumping? Everything. It's important. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Are you good? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Travis? Are you okay? Yeah, no, I just, I think it's funny that, like, jumping is so important, because, like, even that character was trying to get away from that game. Like, it was trying to jump away. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, one of the programmers are like, I like how you finally programmed in jumping. And the other guy was like, I didn't make it so I could do that. <laughs> Help me. I kid, I like I, we can talk about this in another episode, but I actually didn't hate Andromeda as much as everyone else did. I, I thought it was flawed, but I really liked it. Dude, you can't drop heat like that in a Mass Effect loving community and then be like, well, I guess we're ending it there. Yeah, well, that's then gonna... I guess you're just going to need to bring me back for another episode, aren't you? And the thing is, he's not wrong. There you go. <laughs> There you go. Next time, you're, Game Team you're Podcast Z. <laughs> it's just sounds of screaming. It's all of everybody just screaming at one another. <laughs> Zach, is your hair all right. Well, that's yes. going <laughs> to... All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Game Team Podcast. Once again, thank you so much to Travis for joining us. Uh, that'll do it. We will see you in the next episode. You just got your Game Tea. Bye. Later. <clears throat> You guys can all stop recording in three. Well, Travis usually has something fun. My yeet is my power. I- <laughs> <laughs> my yeet is my power. I can't ride that train forever. <laughs> if you like what you heard today and you're looking for more ways to get your game tea fixed, check us out on Patreon. With bronze, silver, and gold tiers starting at $2 a month, there are several incredible rewards you can receive for supporting the show, such as a follow from us on Twitter, access to a monthly Q&A session, an invitation to our private Discord server, and even bonus episodes of the podcast only accessible to patrons. Your donations will be used to make the show even better. The link to Patreon is in the description with our social media, so go check it out. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast.